do with your life? Do you feel satisfied with your choices? Are you afraid all your friends might hate you? Well, you've definitely come to the right place. With two years of college education, 20 years of life, minus like four at the beginning I don't remember, and the power of the internet at my fingertips, I'm happy to offer my unsolicited advice on all kinds of topics. So sit back, adjust your earbuds, and try not to roll your eyes too much. guys, welcome to the third ever episode with our third interviewee. I'll probably stop doing this when the numbers get too high. What is your name, third interviewee? Will. This is Will, or William. We'll see. And where are you from? Not a town, just a state. I'm from say. Missouri. Oh good, Missouri's a nice state. Well, sometimes it's not. We're having elections today, we'll see. Okay, what is your general career slash life plan, William? I do not have one. Do you want to tell everybody how old you are to help clarify that? I'm 14. So that's fair. I didn't know what I wanted to do when I was 14 either. What is your question slash background on your question? So I like to cook, but school is starting soon, so I won't have any time anymore. Didn't you make lobster tails one? Oh, not the lobster tails were good. The pastry, yeah. it's pastry. It's not an actual lobster. That would be scary. I really like eating shellfish, but I don't think I could bring myself to, like, drop a live lobster in a pot of boiling water. That sounds scary. Okay, so pastry things, but also you make, like, dinner things sometimes, too, right? Yeah. Okay, I have a scheme that would work if you were almost 16 instead of almost 15. For the baking. My friend Drew pulled this scheme once. You could bake in your car, because it gets really hot in Missouri sometimes. So you put things in the sun. For instance, I have a black car, so it gets really, really hot. You could make baked goods in, like, the trunk of your car or something. Treat it like a little oven. Especially if you, like, put tinfoil around it, you could make a car oven. Okay, that doesn't work very well, though, because you don't have a car yet. Oh, wait! What activities do you participate in at school, William? Band and tennis. So you might have... An instrument case that's black. Yes. <laughs> what if you covered the inside of your instrument case with tinfoil under the same scheme and, like, leave it next to a window? I guess that might work. You can only bake things very slowly and over the period of seven hours that you're at school. So, okay. So we, we solved your baked goods problem. You just mix it up, whatever it is, while you're at home that morning before you come to bed at like 4 a.m. And then when you get there, you take out your instrument, you put it on the inside of the case, and you have to, the other problem with this, you have to leave your instrument out of the case all day. But there are people that just like carry their tuba with no case. I've seen that before, so you could probably do that. <laughs> so you're gonna bake that way. But dinner foods, that's harder. Ooh, we have like a little camp stove deal. You could take that with you. And if you wanted the food to be ready by lunchtime, let's say not dinner so much as lunch, but you're making yourself a meal, how many classes do you have prior to lunch? Probably two or three. Okay, that's plenty of time to cook your lunch. I don't know. What, what's something you would like to make for lunch? Stir fry. Stir fry. Okay, we can definitely make stir fry on this little camp stove deal. So you put it in your backpack. You might have to sacrifice some notebooks or something, but... It's fine. Just remember the stuff that they tell you. It's not that hard. So you have your little camp stove deal. So I'll bet that's not allowed at school. So you gotta create a diversion. <laughs> you want the teacher to not see it. So you could set up a textbook in front of it. That might not work that well. Though I did see some kids watching basketball in a history class once during March Madness. Um, and they just had their phone propped up on a book. But 
camp stove is larger than a phone. So I'm gonna go with it could be like under your desk. You put this camp stove with your skillet and your vegetables and your noodles and your chicken or whatever it is in the stir fry. You put it on your desk. What is something that is distracting that could happen during class? Someone asks stupid questions. Okay, so you need a partner in crime. You promise them part of your lunch for this. And they can go like, uh, should this paper be typed? And then you'll be like, chop, chop, chop the onion while they're looking at your friend. You gotta sit on opposite sides of the room, though. So they're like, of course this paper should be typed. We're in high school now. This is in the fourth grade. And you're like, chop, chop, chop. Um, you're really not supposed to have knives. So we probably shouldn't break that rule. We've already broken one rule with the camp stove. You could just have a really sharp pencil. <laughs> just poke holes in the chicken. Pop, 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 pop. Um, and then sort of perforate it so you can then tear it. But there might be some things that were, were louder or more visual that you needed to cover up. So maybe at some point, if you needed to like go get some water for your stir fry, I don't know if there's water in stir fry. I think there might be though, like a little bit to steam things. <laughs> so you're like, uh, teacher, can I go get some water for my water bottle? You go get it. And then when you get back, you haven't quite screwed the top back on, so you trip and it spills and some of it gets on the floor, but not all of it, because a little bit is still in the water bottle, and you quick jump that in the pan and you're like, oh no, there's water all over the floor, and you make it, everybody makes a crowd to clean it up, and you're like, I'll go get some paper towels. And when you're pretending to get paper towels, you have to have already gotten paper towels in this context, then you can like, stir it up and it makes all those sizzling noises and everyone else is being like, oh no, water! Yes, the paper should be typed! But then it's done, and you very quickly put away your camp stove. Right before lunch, you could go down to the band room and maybe check on your, um, pastries. In your euphonium case oven that you made. Questions? None that I can think of. <laughs> okay, uh, this is definitely a good plan. You're gonna have excellent lunch. You could also learn to cook things in the crock pot and then you just set it up before you leave and then come back and it's not just like chili and stuff that you can make in the crock pot people make like brownies and cinnamon rolls and all this delicious stuff okay we'll move on to rapid fire will from alabama writes do you consider a hot dog a sandwich is it on sandwich bread no it's on like a hot dog bun no see okay how would you define a sandwich then uses Bread intended for sandwiches. No, but that's circular because you've already in that context then assumed that a hot dog is not a sandwich because a hot dog bun is for a hot dog. But what if I take a hot dog bun, cut it in half, and put like some deli ham, some cheese, and some mustard? Is that a sandwich? I think part of the hot dog bun is that it's not cut in half. So well, as soon as you if, cut it, it's not a hot dog bun What about a anymore. sub then? That's like not a, a hot dog bun. But it isn't cut in half. It doesn't become not a hot dog bun once I cut it in half. I think that's a vital part of the integrity of the hot dog bun. So what is it called then? Small loaf. See, I don't know where I fall on that, because I sort of want a sandwich to be flat. Wait, do you think, like, open-faced sandwiches are sandwiches? No, they're just lying about being sandwiches. It's sort of like a pizza, almost. The other day, okay, we went to that ice cream place, and there, at the ice cream place, on their menu, it said hot dog sandwich and Polish sausage sandwich. See, but when restaurants offer that, they're normally offering a hamburger bun 
with a hot dog on it. That doesn't exist. It does. I've I had it before. I really don't think that's real. I've had it multiple Where? times. Where? I think it was at Booch's. Okay, Booch's we mentioned in the last episode. That's the hamburger place with wax paper plates. Okay, well, that place is jank, so it's really good, but none of their, like, menu things are really all that gourmet. I think a hot dog might be a sandwich, but maybe not. And I don't think it's the bread that's the issue. Okay, Brody from West Virginia writes, How does one find true love? I don't know. I'm 14. (laughs) You've not been seeking true love and high adventure? Nope. Nope, that hasn't come up yet. Okay, well, I think, Brody, that you should just talk to people that you meet and try to take a genuine interest in everyone that you meet, find out what interests them, and sometime you'll find somebody who's interested in the same stuff as you, and that would be super cool, and then maybe you'll fall in love and get married. Okay, we'll do one that William knows more about. How do you replace a taillight? That is from Grace from Alabama. You probably just unscrew it or something. That sounds about right. Grace from Alabama, I would really recommend the owner's manual of your car because that's how I learned to change a tire in a Cracker Barrel parking lot in northern Illinois. Okay, looks like we could do one more. Brody from West Virginia has a second question. How do I pick a restaurant in a city with thousands of incredible local eateries? What's your go-to, William? Pick at random and then pick a new one the next time. But what if you're only in a city for like two days? Look at the ratings online. Okay. I think look at price, too. Price, too, is important. Ratings are good. Reviews can be helpful because you can see people that have been going there consistently and not just get, like, one angry person being like, server did this. And don't be afraid of, like, out-of-the-way type places. Some of my favorite restaurants are hole-in-the-wall type places or, like, a shack on the side of the highway. There's a really great barbecue place in Alabama that only seats like 10 people because it's like, I don't know, used to be a gas station bathroom or something. (laughs) Probably not. That might not be true. But the barbecue is incredible. Okay. Good job, William. Thank you for coming. Do you have any last thoughts on your cooking plan? What is your cookbook of how to cook in a high school going to be called? Probably how to cook in a high school. That's really lame. That should be the subtitle. How about fried bird cage? Because they call your school the bird cage. Okay. That so like works, fried bird. Is that a food? It's like I, fried I don't chicken. think fried bird is a thing. That's like where you don't know what bird you're frying. Thanks so much for listening to Ask Allison. If you have a rapid fire question or want to give your own advice to our interviewee, I'm on Twitter as AskAllisonPCast or you can email AskAllisonPodcast at gmail.com. The theme music is, as always, Welcome Home by David Shezte. And don't forget to tune in to the next episode of Ask Allison in two weeks.